Holy holidays! This is Flight Check. Season Finale. Season 3. Episode 28. The last one of the year. We're back for the final time in 2023. Covering all kinds of FlyQuest information. NACL roster announcement is out. 2023 is coming to an end. 2024, right around the corner. And I know that FlyQuest and FlightCheck uh, will be making our New Year's resolutions very, very soon for oh, a yes. wonderful uh, season four. You know what I, I just realized? I hadn't thought about this before. Um, season three for us taking place in 2023 mm -hmm. season four 2024 this is the oh, easiest yeah. thing in the world yeah. to keep track of oh much yeah much like how league of legends seasons it's it's so easy like season 14 season 20 uh, it's gonna be 2024, 2024? Like, yeah really it's easy. Just right there it's easy to follow <laughs> uh i'd like to say we planned that yes that would no, be totally, totally planned absolutely 100 100 percent intentional that would be a lie uh my name, as always, is, is Sandy Toes. To my left <laughs> and my extra left are my fellow hosts, Knox War and Curly Double Q. Knox, for the last time from your current apartment... Yes, uh, sir! Are things, are things getting packed up there? What's the current status on, on, uh, the, on the moving situation? Yeah, I've got, like, probably five shirts and like two sweatshirts here, some pants, some socks, some underwear, and that's about it. And we're writing that out until the end of the week where we're actually doing the official move-in. So Alrighty. Pl wow. planning on having it either be this Friday or next Tuesday, because if we don't get it done by this Friday, we're going to wait till after Christmas. Is I was going to so, say, sense. Either way, moving Christmas, like, weekend. Christmas weekend. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 tr we're trying here. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. If not, we may do it next Tuesday, but that'll be fine. Dang. Uh, do you have movers? Uh, or nope. Just... We've been doing it all ourselves. Uh, we're planning on renting a U-Haul to finish off like the big stuff like our bed or couch or TV stand. And we're going to all do that in one day, either on Friday or Tuesday. Dang. Crazy. But hey, uh, that, that's kind of the, the joy of moving. Yeah. It's kind of the joy of being able to move in slow, though. Yeah. No, I, I've done that before. It is, it is kind of nice. Uh, hey, the good thing is you're in Texas. Yeah. If you were yeah, not in Texas right yet. now, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is not freezing yet. It's uh, It was 65 degrees today, which is a nice little cool weather. It was great. Yeah, no thank you. Nice. Uh, Curly, how's your end of the year wrapping up? Do you have any fun plans to share with the group? I mean, yeah, so far everything's been uh, pretty good. Um, I see some snow outside that's been slowly falling all day, so that... Oh, I'm getting wow. those little snow caps on the rooftops around the apartment building. It looks very delightful. Um, and I'm planning to head home to New York uh, on Saturday and stay there for a few days. So it's going to be nice being around family, going to my favorite brewery back home. Um, and then when I come back from uh, New York, I'm having a New Year's Eve party uh, at my apartment, which I've been nice. planning very uh, Always fun. very well. It's going to be formal. There's going to be a lot of dapper pictures as long as I remember for the end of the night and uh yeah Perfect. i'm looking forward to the end of the year and heading into 2024 so am i uh yeah Wait, what you got going yeah, on give Sandy? us the updates we are not going anywhere uh much like for thanksgiving we decided to say you know hey we just got married and did an international trip we're not going anywhere uh for the holidays so we are here uh the tree is in that room behind me, uh, and we've got some family coming in. But I am working like a day or two over the next couple weeks, but uh, I'm basically done with work for the most part until the new year. So I am on that rest and relaxation grind, uh, except I, I actually have like a ton of things to do. <laughs> um, just like I got chores. I got a whole bunch of other things, uh, so still plenty to do. Rest and relaxation is probably coming after Christmas, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it's always like so close yet so far. So like close. You, you can you can sense it. It's on the right. very grasp of your fingers. Right. So close yet 
so far away. Well, you know who was not doing any resting and relaxing uh, this week? FlyQuest putting together their NACL roster. Uh, working hard, as always. The announcement is here. We have a team, uh, and I'll read it from top to bot. We've got Surdy in top lane, uh, Shaden in jungle, Quad in mid lane. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, so uh, apologies. Uh, Sajid, maybe? I believe it's Sajid. Uh, Sajid? I'm not, I've yet to hear it phonetically pronounced, so I, I, I've been with, thinking uh, Sajid. Let's go with Sajid uh, as the bot laner and Chime, uh, formerly of TSM in the support role uh at first glance nox as our resident nacl expert this is looking like a stacked roster to me and i don't you know i don't know a ton about nacl but this is looking pretty stacked surdy and shaden alone pr very good players uh chime was in lcs last season um and it was not a bad support of that matter it was not he was good, good. It, he was not uh he was not bad uh, I, I thought he, he did fairly well for the situation he was in. Uh, a couple other question marks on this roster for me, but so far, I, I like what we've got here to start. No, I, I, I 100% agree. Um, you got Surdy, who has absolutely been on, like, a tear recently in the NACL, and before uh, EG decided to sell their spot, or not even, yeah, I guess technically sell their spot, before the EG decided to sell their spot, he was going to have the LCS slot this coming up here. Um, same same for Shaden. So these are two people that, at the time, due to various reasons one or another, uh, were supposed to be LCS caliber this coming year. Um, Chime, again, middle of the pack, but still really good support player, I would say, at least this past year in t uh, for t uh, yeah TSM. Um, and then you have Quad and uh, Sajid. Sa Sajid, uh, we've got to figure out how to pronounce it. We will <laughs> learn by the new year. Sajid. We've got, um, we'll have but time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real fast, I'll hit quad. Um, X name was Sulka, played for DRX Challengers back in 2021. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sandy. Uh, yes, you're not wrong. Okay. Uh, he did um, play as Sulka. I have not done any VOD review or anything. Um, from the people I've talked to and people I've asked around on, um, he was on a very, very crappy team, surrounded by crappy teammates, and so he did not get to shine. Um, however, what I've heard is that in his combines road um in korea he was performing pretty well right? right and so that was a reason why fly took a shot at him on top of the fact that uh papa smithy was talking in the oracle's elixir discord earlier this morning actually saying that um there's just not a lot of na mid lane talent mm -hmm. and the na mid lane talent that's already there is already been scouted and is already kind of signed for mm -hmm. and so it's just easier to take a risk on a relatively more unknown Korean talent than mid lane, unknown mid lane, uh, North American mid lane talent there gotcha. is right now. So that's kind of the reason for why they acquired Quad. Um, Sajid, on the other hand, a um, lot of promotion recently. I'm, not, I'm sure people have kind of seen if you're kind of in the right circles on Twitter and Discord and so on and so forth. But um, Empire especially has been doing a lot of promotion for this guy. And you know what? I kind of get it. He, he looks extremely mechanical in his Champs Q games and his solo Q games. Um, he uh, he looks like he knows what he's ha able to uh, handle and do in team fights and so on and so forth. Um, Empire himself has said that his laning phase is not as strong as some other NA80 carries currently, but um, his team fighting prowess is something that could absolutely pop off later down the line as he continues to train up and get better and better. So almost like... In some senses, expect a Masu 2.0, which is kind of crazy that they found a Masu 2.0 after just finding a Masu. So, um, should be exciting. I think in general, um, this whole squad should be competing for top of the ranks in the NACL. It should be really, really good. Well, that's definitely exciting. Uh, Curly, how, what's your overall feeling on this? Uh, we can maybe discuss overalls a bit and we'll delve yeah. into each player particularly. I'm uh I'm actually very excited when I saw this roster, especially because I feel like it's got a good balance of people who have experienced the LCS uh, for a limited time, and I know Surdy's been mentioned as LCS ready by a lot of fans, um, and then I love doubling down on the fresh uh, ADC, so that we can really have that like inner back pocket to grow. I think that's something 
that is like really beneficial because you know with Masu we were able to nurture him for the LCS and we've mm-hmm. all got high expectations for that and there's a good chance that with Sajed uh, that could be the same thing and with Quad he's like four mid laners in one so that's just going to be amazing you know yeah a little no little I, I think it's definitely exciting um how do you guys feel I, I want to go from the bottom of this roster to the top Chime is pretty interesting here. Um, yeah. You know, we've got... I'm completely blanking on who our supporters are. <laughs> uh, Busio. We've got Busio uh, mm-hmm. as our starting LCS support. Chime with a little bit more experience than Busio mm-hmm. uh, in, in the pro scene. Where do you guys see Chime's role? Is this, like... Are you feeling this out to be a, hey, you know, if need be, Chime can step in uh, and take over if Busio's not performing well? Or is this kind of like a, oh, Chime's going to help mentor some of these younger players, like a Sajed, basically? Um, where are you guys seeing his role for now? Because it seems interesting to have two relatively similar supports um, in terms of experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... In it, both LCS and Academy. I think in this roster particularly, the primary goal is to have him as kind of be that senior um, lead voice, kind of help develop the younger players. But we've seen in almost every season except for Afromu, um, since we've started this podcast, that FlyQuest has a habit of dancing around with its support. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a chance where if the spring split starts going awry... We throw Chime in there for a week, see how it goes. Um, And especially because I know even though we're under new management and new coaching, there's always been a good cross-pollination between what each staff and each team does, and they scrim with each other in different mix-ups. So I know that there's the chance that if they keep that... um, Chime like could be one of those players that might be called up if we absolutely need it. I still think Busio is like the guy we're going for, and I think we learned from uh, the spring split with all the debacles there to just try and make sure you're consistent for the whole year. Um, so, but Chime could always step in if need be. Yeah, Knox, how about you? Where are you feeling? Um, I think for me, Busio is I. I'm trying to really it's it's interesting because hundred thieves sucked last year right so it's yeah. hard to like get a read on like how good the actual player is because the whole team's right. just a mess um so basing it slightly off of last year because it's the only year that we have that we can look at in terms of lcs play for busio um i would say in general chime was probably the better overall player but i think busio far and away has the higher skill ceiling right mm-hmm. and so uh with that said you have Two young developing bot laners who I think working together who should theoretically be making your franchise players, hopefully FlyQuest, do not <laughs> drop these two. Do not let them go. Um, if you really let them develop together and learn to play together and make them like a strong duo, um, I, I think... Busio will end up surpassing Chime's level of play, right? Mm. And so, with that said, having him in the NACL position, tier two position, right below Busio, Curly's got absolutely got a point. Like, if, if it's just floundering and it's not working, then yeah, you can bring him up and hope hopefully he can fix it, right? And right. Th- there's no re- there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, uh, I I think it's great to have Chime, who is a great LCS caliber support helping develop this uh, new upcomer in Sajid and hopefully developing a Masu 2.0, right? So I think everything that Fly has done so far uh, in terms of the NACL aspects of this, um, it, it's two thumbs up for me. I, I like what they're doing so far. Nice. Yeah, I I, I agree so far uh, with the takes on in the support role, uh, particularly. I like having both players there i do think busio is hopefully our support of the future and here for you know a long time and not just a good time um, franchise tag please right uh let's talk about quad uh nay Solka. so this is an interesting player because he actually retired for a hot minute um yeah 
I, I'm kind of interested in your your in depth thoughts on this because so, you're you're the you're the DRX LCK fan. Here. Right, right, right. So, so like ba- back in the day, so the the 2020 uh, or 2021, I forget uh, which when he he joined and was on DRX. I think it was the 2020 roster was the terrible one. Let's see. He was on Dragon X Academy in October 2019. Dragon X in 2020 as a substitute. DRX 2020 substitute. DRX briefly for seven months in 2020 to 2021. Then DRX Challengers from 2021 to 2021. And then he retired. And he was streaming for Gen G at that point. Hang on. Yeah, I'm looking, looking here. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was the 2021 summer roster uh, that went 2-16. and 16 uh in lck and he was on that now what's interesting is that before that he played they played in spring and they went nine and nine uh and actually made playoffs they lost one three to t1 in lck spring 2021 but he was on a roster there that had uh kingen who's now on d plus kia uh piosic uh bow and bow's now in on some turkish team uh and becca who renamed to uh pleiada uh and is actually playing he was playing support at the time is now playing uh last seen playing bot lane uh earlier this year in spring so there were elements of this team that were good that went nine and nine uh and then Things just kind of got bad. Uh, just things went really terrible in summer. So there's talent here. Um, I I think there are opportunities. I'll be interested to see what he can do. Um, but I I don't know if I see it as the hey we're training this guy up to come in for Jensen uh in summer i don't know if i see that as the play here um i'm not exactly sure what the reasoning is to have him here um when there's other na mids that we could have gotten for the academy scene so uh, out of curiosity and i i promise you i'm not dropping this name for the meme comparison but like and i like but like their stories are somewhat similar like where where uh would you have an idea of where his where quad's level is in comparison to quid quad versus quid um that would be tough for me to say he because he didn't play um he played on nongshim red force for like a couple months like like 10 or 12 games or something like that not even like the full full season season or anything um yeah he came in he came out of retirement in March. Yeah, left Gen G. He was streaming for Gen G, and then he joined to take over um, for Fiesta. But then Fiesta came back to the starting lineup in June, and Quad stayed as the sub for the rest of the season. Hmm. Interesting. So I, I don't know if I can make a one-to-one comparison for Quad versus Quid. I, my gut tells me that Quid probably has more potential and just needed some more time to acclimate to things. Okay. You know what? Right now, I I would probably take Quid over uh, Quad. (laughs) So, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Quid is actually starting in LCS, right? Whereas Quad is NACL. So, I mean, I, I, I guess, do you think it is worthwhile for fly to be picking up quad uh i i don't see why not i mean look this is challengers like you're you're taking shots on guys and seeing what happens um but i do wonder if there were any na na mids that could have been picked up um that we could have developed i know there's not been a ton of hot prospects in the na mid scene lately um but, you know, again, I look at, uh, oh, who was our, 
I'm so tired. And who was our uh, challengers? Uh, Spearax. Spearax, you know. Yeah, Spearax. Why, you know, could have could have kept him around. Um, it's true. You know, and he had LCS stage experience. So I, I don't know. I, it's too early for me to tell. And without having really, like, done a deep dive into these guys' games, I don't think I can make an accurate assessment. But I'm not, like super psyched at like oh my gosh this is the next lck prospect this is the next berserker you know coming over from korea i i don't it's not like that whatsoever for me no hear me okay out. so you're, you're you're like more neutral on it then you're not like opposed but you're not like hyped for it either yeah i'm not opposed i'm not hyped you know in the way that like oh i was super i was super hyped about you know like vikla right because he mm-hmm. was rookie of the year oh yeah this guy you know, Quad came out of streaming retirement. Uh, he did, you know, come <laughs> play for Nongshim Red Force. He was streaming for like over a year uh, for Gen G. Um, he's not had like, I mean, yes, he's played LCK, but the last time he was seriously competing in LCK was like, it's going to be like two and a half, three years ago now. So this is not like a known quantity. This is very much like a I got one more in me kind of moment from this guy, you know, coming out to give it another shot. Now, I mean, I feel like that's what kind of what ends up happening with NACL sometimes, though, is you kind of mm-hmm. you expect to see these fringe moves that you wouldn't normally see because right. it's a lot of it is about trying out something new. So for all we know. Like, obviously, there's a reason we sought this guy out. I don't think it's, like, just random. I don't think we threw a dart of, like, oh, what mid laners are out there that might be willing to play? Bam. <laughs> you know, there, there's got to be something. And while we might not, like, might not know what that is, I'm hoping that it shows on the rift when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. the NACL season next year. And then now I've got a wild prospect. Wild prospect. And I want to see your thoughts on this. Could there be... A world where we're hoping his potential natural talent is something like we asked about the Chime versus Busio potential swap. And I know, for all intents and purposes, this podcast has a very mid-view of Jensen. Like, I'm trying to be a fan (laughs) for the next year, but mid-view of Jensen. Do we think that if he shows his talent, he could be a potential swap out in that role as well? Are you asking me or Knox here? Kind of just uh, either of you. Open-ended question. Knox, why don't you take it? Uh, I mean, I mean, who's to say, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, like maybe what you end up seeing is like some of the uh, mid laners that are currently getting signed right now in the NACL are not really development based. They're kind of a little. Uh, so far, what's been rumored, they're a little on the stronger end of mid laners for Tier 2. Yeah. Um, on top of the fact that, uh, for instance, Quad, I know for a fact, is going to be on site in uh, L.A. And so he's going to be able to, like, have camaraderie with the rest of the FlyQuest staff or even other LCS uh, players, so on and so forth, so he can develop even quicker in that aspect. Um, he's going to have coaches on site helping him, so on and so forth. So, I mean, the development process is there. And so down the line, I mean... Yeah, it's totally possible you could end up replacing Jensen down the line. Um, will it happen or not? Who's to say? Right. I mean, the other benefit is like the training areas or the training, just training in Korea in general is a lot harder than it is in North America, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he may have a little bit of a step up and when he comes over to North America. He's going to look a little bit better because the competition's a little bit weaker. But at the end of the day, I mean, Jensen, as much as I just am not a fan of him uh like he still has a certain threshold that you have to hit and i don't think quads at that level yet either jensen can still probably beat him in lane and in game probably at least six out of ten times right or three Mm -hmm. three fifths of the time so at that point if you're not beating him a majority of the time there's no real argument to be had to say why you should be coming in over jensen so fair enough a couple years down the line we'll, we'll see but development wise uh i i really gotta see some progress fair enough yeah i i would i would not like to see this be a placeholder for us yeah i'm but i'm really curious as to what the intention is here um, I think I, 
it's not like you're taking you're taking a shot on a known quantity from two years ago yes and a guy who played a little bit in lck this spring and uh Nongshim red force terrible team by the way uh it, for lck standards right went five and 13 uh again quad got brought in to replace fiesta and fiesta replaced him right back two months later so clearly quad was not the solution that Nongshim red force needed um so i would almost rather you take a shot on a completely unknown quantity and just see what happens then go this route um but that's just my take what i'm hearing is if there's any solo queue players out there named quantity and you're not known yet this is exactly who's (laughs) (laughs) who sandy is looking for that would be a that would actually be a banger name by the way someone should take that quantity like, i think that'd be a ba- <laughs> that'd be a banger name someone That's should take good. that oh yeah no but i mean personally yeah i want to get that out there just to see what the discussion might be honestly my takes are going to come in when um i'm hoping we get him in na as soon as possible we did a good job for the most part aside from ayla unfortunately last year with that so i'm hoping uh to see him in champions queue that's really kind of going to be when i start making my judgments because um, Champions Q is really in full gear, and I think it's been a good preview of the season. Um, and just kind of a uh, quick note, Bwipo is currently the top player undefeated uh, at nine games. So, yeah. it's uh, He's definitely doing good. So I can't wait to see how the NICL guys fit into that mix as we get every all the imports in NA. For, from what I was hearing, Fly is trying, not confirmed, trying to get Quad in sometime just after the new year. But we'll, we'll see what happens with visas and everything, too. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Always All difficult, right. the whole visa process. All right, let's keep on, keep it moving. Yeah, let's uh, reflect let's on Let's these guys, because we have seen them before uh, in kind of LCS slash uh, Academy scenes for a while. Surdy and Shaden. Uh, Surdy, a very highly regarded top lane uh, prospect. Uh, I think I'm I'm super jazzed to have him on the team. Um, I think he'll be one of the stronger top laners in Challenger or in Academy, whatever. Um, Shaden, uh, I also think is going to be uh, really strong for us. So I think our top side is going to be great. Oh yeah. Um, I'll be I'll be really excited to watch this top side play. I they've played together before, uh, I believe. So I'm I'm super psyched to see these guys uh, go after it. I think it's gonna be really good. Knox, I know you've seen Surdy and Shaden play for a while now. What's your take on these guys? What can they bring to the table? Uh, extremely, extremely strong carry duo, right? Like, this jungle topside duo is an absolute menace to deal with if you're not experienced, right? And so, for a majority of the rest of the NACL, well, (laughs) I say that, and then, like, the three (laughs) other confirmed teams, like, have also really strong topside jungles. Right. Um, But, like, for the rest of the league, theoretically, like, the rest of the league's gonna have to work to keep up with Surdy and Shaden, right? So, um... Having said that, uh, I'm looking forward to what they can do. Um, I think, in general, uh, Surdy's playstyle, uh, at least on this past patch, I haven't been watching a solo queue or anything, but if anyone's been watching the ACL uh, tournament uh, and playoffs and everything, he's been very heavy, heavy uh, carry, heavy, heavy carry oriented. Good lord, I cannot talk. <laughs> um, he's been playing. Champs such as Olaf, Jax, Fiora, Yone, Irelia, Camille, um, Kennen, and that's it. Like, literally, he has not played a single tank this entire tournament, right? And so, uh, granted, I mean, this is against, this is like tier three competition. Like, he's having, like, this is a tier three tournament, right? But um, he's not backing down. He's just playing tanks and he's just slapping people around. And he's got great KDAs to boot. Um, I see a single game where he had a negative KDA. Everything else is, like, ridiculously stacked. Like, he's been popping off in these games. Mm. So, top laners are going to have to be aware. Surdy's on a rampage right now, and I can see why he was getting looked at for LCS for this coming year. 
Um, so yeah, big thumbs up on Surdy. I think people are going to get like reality checked whenever they face him this coming year for Fly. Nice. Uh, Did you want to comment on Shaden too? Yeah, or? yeah, go go hit Shaden. Uh, okay, I mean Sh- Shaden, same story, right? Um, this guy has been honestly probably more hyped up than even Tomio, but uh, man didn't know how to keep his mouth shut a couple years ago <laughs> and took a fat ban for it. Right. So unfortunately, um, it, it slowed down his development a little bit, right? Because he wasn't allowed to have any competitive experience. He wasn't allowed to develop on stage, so on and so forth. Um. But he's still ridiculously good, right? And Empire swears up and down. Andrew swears up and down that this kid's like the next new hot thing. Um, and I mean, I'm my my eyes are not the same level of analysis as like uh, Empire's are or anything like that. But I mean, I've seen good stuff from him when he was on EG, right? Like he he knows how to control the flow of the game. He knows where he needs to be. He knows how to set his laners up. Um, even yeah, in general, like I don't have much. Too much more to say about Shaden because I haven't watched him as closely as I have Surdy, right. but uh, he he's just he's strong, he's solid, he's good, and again, there's a reason why he was being considered for LCS for EG this coming year. So expect this guy along with Surdy to be an absolute menace, and I think him and Quad theoretically should hopefully be paired okay. Um, I'm hoping he buys Quad a lot of space in the mid lane and lets him kind of really push his luck against other NACL mid laners and. We'll, we'll go from there, and hopefully it works out. Solid. Uh, Curly, any thoughts on Surdy and Shaden? Um, I think the big thing is, so I don't know as much about Surdy because I didn't watch as much NACL as I would like, but I've heard all around, um, every like every Discord I'm in that mentions NACL has Surdy's name mm-hmm. near the top. Like, he should be in the LCS now. He should be in it next season. Like So, high uh, promotion on it, and... I think the big thing is with how top is really becoming an island next season with the map changes. I've heard a lot of good things on his like just solo ability, like his ability to win lane and maintain a lead. And so if you've got a top like that, you should be really, really good. And then Shiden, um, you know, that EG summer roster did a lot. You know, they were... Kind of fell apart at the end, but I don't think that's their fault. I think EG just kind of started falling apart all, all on its yeah. own around them. All, um, all, all on its own, yeah. Yeah, but so the fact that he was still <laughs> able to have a good showing in spite of what we now know this situation kind of was like over at that org, that makes me very confident with what is hopefully a blooming org because FlyQuest, unlike a lot of other teams, has a lot of money and resources floating around right now, and hopefully that right. means good support to help the um nourish these players in yeah i'm really looking forward and especially because I, I wonder how good shaden's uh herald piloting abilities are going to be because <laughs> it's a, i don't know if you guys have seen any of the champions queue games this new map is funky oh yeah all over the place I w- yeah i was watching some of uh, um e- uh the lec in houses earlier via mm. uh our our fly our FlyQuest NACL coach Racco, by the way, please go check him out. I'll shout out shout him out again later. But I was watching a stream earlier, and he was in some European in houses, and watching the gameplay with the new map changes was wild. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Like while we're talking about these rosters, we have to talk about what's going to be a whole new game. <laughs> yeah. And so like we're just assuming that these skills are going to translate. Maybe they just have a natural inclination towards the new map. And we haven't been able to see it see it yet. No, that could very well be possible. I mean, we'll see. I think sometimes folks think that, oh, you know, this map change is going to completely, you know, revamp, you know, the way players play, and it's going to make some players go down and some players go up. I don't, I don't know if I buy into that myself too much personally. I think, like a lot of these players, they're good because they're good at adapting right um like they've made it to the professional scene because they're good at you know mixing things up from patch to patch so i don't really know if it like is going to change too much i will be curious though to see how teams do overall with their macro yeah with these map changes i think that'll be interesting to see um because i i don't know if it's going to make like it's not probably not going to make a huge difference in like solo queue right for example mm-hmm. but like 
in an actual game where all these little tiny pieces matter so much, yeah, I'll be really curious to see how pro teams approach the macro aspect of this, especially as teams are really learning for the first time, like, okay, what's the optimal way to play here? And, you know, figure out different strategies and stuff like that, so. Nice. Uh, well, that is the NACL roster. Uh... So five great players, uh, Racco coaching for them. It's going to yep, be a good he, year. He, he's back. Um, I will say um, there will only NACL player that will be on site in LA is going to be quad. Mm. Everyone else is going to be playing remote from various places around North America. Where that is, I don't know. But um, per Papa Smithy and Oracle's Elixir Discord, uh, they probably will not come to LA until right before playoffs to boot camp. So okay. we've developed one Pigeon God. Now we need to make four more. Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good news is, actually, I think Quad will be the one that's going to be the Ping God because most of the uh, games will be played on the Chicago oh. server, so he's going to be the one who probably has the most ping. There we go. That'll be good. Nice. Solid. All right. Well, 2023 is in the books, and it's time to do a little bit of reflection. Uh, so first thing I want to talk about, so I want to ask both of you, what was the, A, the most memorable FlyQuest moment, and what was the most forgettable FlyQuest moment of 2023? Oof. All right, curly, you, curly got him in mind because I'm thinking a little bit. I mean, I've, I, I've we're, we're talking whole memory. org, I assume. Yes, like not just yeah, LCS, whole org. Whole org. org. Totally okay. Um, if if we're keeping it to a moment, I think most memorable for me, it's a toss up between. All right, yeah, all right. My primary that I'm going to go with um, is most memorable is making uh, finals weekend. That is, mm. and like, even though it was a very hot roster and we had high expectations, it's just something that we as fans had never experienced before with this org. Like, right. we always had hopes yeah. and we always were like, we'll get as far as we can. But this time, like, we made the LAN. They, you know, they went to Atlanta, like, yeah. Or not Atlanta, I'm sorry. They went to Raleigh. Like, they uh, <clears throat> they did it. And, of course, that was the one time none of us <laughs> got to go to finals. <laughs> but that's right, beside right, the right. point. But that's still, like, memorable because I'm like, it shows that this org can uh, achieve great things. And I'm hoping that right. it's something that we'll be able to relive, especially because I really like the kind of backhanded sustainability thing of trading your old jersey, get a new one. It's pretty funny. It was pretty mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, I think my, I'm going to say my most memorable moment is all the new uh, players and teams being brought in, uh, especially in the Fly Fighters realm. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is expanding the footprint has been really cool to see. Uh, bringing in the FlyQuest Red team. Uh, has been so awesome just to see them play out throughout this whole year. Watching the uh, Counter-Strike team uh, promote up from ESEA Main to ESEA Advanced was so awesome. They're, you know, they're only a few... They're just a few map wins away, basically, from, you know, trying to compete for, you know, the open, you know, the open Pro Tour. So I think... Uh, that's just the biggest thing for me is expanding the footprint, going beyond just League of Legends, um, and and you know seeing what else can be done in the esports realm. Uh, I will say my most forgettable one: uh, the entire 2023 summer split. Oh uh, yeah, was the most forgettable thing. Well, that's a long ass moment. Yeah, it's a, it was a <laughs> more like an era. Uh, you know, yeah. See, I forgot just, to do my uh, forgettable. Oops. Yeah, no, I mean, I'll, I'm, I'm just going to steal it right here. Uh, well, I mean, my forgettable split, is, it's within yours. Split was the most forgettable moment. 
Uh, no, uh, Curly, if you've got your forgettable moment. Yeah, my forgettable is within yours. It is the uh, one-day uh, subbing of Spirax. Because okay. what was the point? Sorry, FlyQuest. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I forgot that uh, that happened, that we subbed him in for like one day and called it. Nox War. <laughs> All right. All right, Nox, bring it. Bring the heat. So I, I'm going to say, well, just to get something outside of the summer split, I'm going to say the most forgettable moment for me was game four of FlyQuest versus Golden Guardians and mm. Licorice hitting the Quadro Malphite That alone <laughs> sealed... That 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 sealed the moment for Fly not making. No, it to, that's uh, burned oh, yeah. in my memory. I can't forget that. <laughs> yeah, good times. So for love, for love for because like think how much different this year would have played out. Right. If Licorice does not hit that. Oh ult. my goodness. Because Fly were winning that game before that point. Yeah. If Licorice does not hit that ult and Fly end up winning that game, uh, whether they win against Cloud Nine or not. They they end up making it to MSI. There's MSI play. Uh, there's may not there may not be roster shuffles. Right. Who who knows what happens from that point? It's a whole butterfly effect. For all of we know, FlyQuest could have gotten happen. the golden road if they had won that game. <laughs> they could have. You never happened. know. You never know. <laughs> um. So yeah, that for me that's the most forgettable moment. Um. I think in general. I would say my most memorable moment was watching Masu. In um, I forget what series it was. I want to say it was. Uh, where did the uh, twenty twenty three come on pop up? Oh, it was Masu. Okay, so it was a game that it was the one game they won versus DSG, mm-hmm. and basically Masu just turned into an absolute monster and like. DSG should have 2-0'd us, basically, in this in this series. This is in summer, by the way. Um, and Masu just had this most immaculate, like, 2v4 team fight against DSG. Against Meech, of all people, too. Right. Like, Meech, who's, like, also now in the LCS, is on 100 Thieves. It was, um, far, like, contesting Masu for probably, like, the best player in NACO at the time, right? Um, far easily the second best AD carry, if it wasn't Masu being first. And so he did this against Meech... And the DSG squad that ended up winning all of NACL, and uh, that that for me always sticks out in my mind because it was a sick outplay in the bot lane, and it basically gave Fly the win and brought it to a game three, which they didn't end up winning. But hey, at the end of the day, like y- you, he brought that for the team, right? right. And I, I, it was just right. so hype for me to see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, you know, the the twenty twenty three roster was. You know, this weird amalgamation of, like, hype and what could have been mixed with, like, just frustration and disappointment. I think, I don't know, I think for me it really has set me against the concept of the super team from now on. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I'm going, just like, in my general LCS viewing and rooting habits i'm going to actively root against any super team (laughs) from now on uh i don't like the concept it not because it like it feels unfair or something like oh you know they're just flexing their cash around but because it's like hey you're just taking five names that all sound great and slapping them together and there's not a lot of thought. And I'm not saying that that's what happened with this FlyQuest roster. But clearly something went terribly wrong uh, in summer. And, you know, they there was this whole thing where in spring uh, they would win on stage and we would hear that the scrims were going terrible. And then in summer we would hear that the scrims were going great and they could not get a win on stage. Clearly, there was, like, some larger issue at hand that ultimately prevented the team from bringing back any of these players. All five of them, just gone. Um, gone to other teams or not in the league. And, you know, both Prince and uh, Vikla now over in LPL. Impact back on Liquid. 
the, the FlyQuest recycling initiative. Yeah, right, right. Uh, except just... for Spica. Uh, he was the one piece of plastic uh, that got sent to the dump. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. Uh, Vulcan to Cloud9. <laughs> so just, uh, yeah, just kind of like a really just frustrating and, and awful year all around. Um, so, you know, we'll see what the what the new year brings. Um, my biggest hope and we'll, we can talk about 2024 20, looking ahead in a second here. But my biggest hope is that we retain most, if not, you know, some, if not most of these players uh, at the end of 2024. That the roster is a success enough that all we have to do is kind of iterate on a point or two to make it even better. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that's just kind of my thoughts on 2023. Do you guys have any overall thoughts on... 2023 from the LCS perspective? I mean, Sandy? I think something with the LCS is Curly? I think it potentially got Uh-oh. blindsided Uh-oh. by the fact that this is a literally transformative oh. year for the organization um, because yeah. it's been, as we've seen, the brand has been changing. We've been expanding into other things. The staff has been changing. There's been a lot changing in FlyQuest in just this year. Seeds that were planted last year with the Viola group coming in um, that have now been cultivated over this time. And so it's like there's just a solid chance that through all those changes, the attention that was given to the FlyQuest um, LCS roster just was not enough or it was not good. It just didn't work out. And so it got affected by this whole growth. Um, And so... It's kind of something that happens when you're overhauling an organization, and I think it's not something we should fester on too long and hope that as FlyQuest settles into its new brand, I know it's going to um, potentially have new looks next year in a lot of things and have a whole, like 2024 will be the first full year where it's like, all right, we've started like growing what this brand, what this staff, what this version of the organization wants to do. Let's see what happens. So, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about the 2023 LCS team. Yeah. Knox, any final thoughts on 2023? Um, it's, it's the end of the net. It's, it's just the end of an era. So, uh, (laughs) lots of good, lots of bad. Um, it's part of rooting for sports teams, esports teams. It's it, it is what it is. You take the good, you take with the bad. So um, unfortunately, uh, I would say this was definitely on one of the rougher years. Um, so yeah, let's just head into twenty twenty four, and we'll, we'll we'll go from there. And hopefully, it's a uh, hopefully it's an improvement from what this this less year was. of a roller coaster. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, speaking of 2024, let's, uh, roll straight into it. Let's talk about it. What is in store for 2024? And, you know, we're not, I don't think we're doing quite so much like predict, uh, predictions or anything like that. We're going to save that for the next year. Um, but 2024, brand new roster, uh, I would expect... Probably the FlyQuest Red roster uh, on the Valo side is going to change. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Counter-Strike roster make a move or two. Um, who knows what new Fly Fighters personnel is going to be brought in. You know, clearly, the org is not afraid to spend. Esports Winter has not hit FlyQuest maybe as hard as some other orgs. You know, Demonte got let go by NRG. Next thing you know, he winds up on FlyQuest, and there's a whole, you know, a little minute-long video about uh, it being Tanner time over at FlyQuest. So I, I think there's a lot of opportunities here left for the team going into this new year. Um, I think for me, success in LCS is, like, absolute the number one thing that has to happen. Um, gotta succeed... Got to you know aim for MSI. Got to make it to Worlds, like that. It that has to be at minimum the goal, I I think for this roster and for this org. Um, 
you know, and then elsewhere, like, okay, what other upgrades can be made? What upgrades can be made in Valo? What upgrades can be made in CS? Um, who's out there in the fighting game scene that, you know, uh, is looking for a home that can represent us? Um, you know, what opportunities are out there? So those are just, like, a couple things that I would like to see or I think we'll be seeing. Um, how about you guys? What are what are some things that you are looking from FlyQuest, looking for from FlyQuest uh, in 2024? Yeah, I think in general, um, what I, I I'm hoping to see is that a lot of been uh, there's been a lot of expansion made in uh, for this org in the back half of this year, right? You have uh, like I said, Fly Red in both in CS and in Valorant. You have all the Fly Fighters. Um, and that's all well and good. Um, I think, though, what we really need to see or what I really want to see is I need to see some actual top-level success from an S-tier eSports. So that can be Valorant, that can be Counter-Strike, that can be Val- uh, League. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other S-tier eSports I would consider. I guess technically Dota, but I don't foresee us going into Dota at all or anything like that. Um I would consider Rocket League like an A tier esport. Um, so if we got into Rocket League or something, it, my my point is like I need I'm hoping to see some actual top tier success because in general what you see is we have a lot of general success. Like we're a solid team, it's a solid org. Um, in general, they are good, but we're not great. We're not elite, and so I'm hoping what we end up seeing coming into this year is um, Fly can finally prove themselves that they are an elite org and mm. to kind of call back to my own self earlier this year when I had my first and only call on hotline league while Papa Smithy was guest showing, I made a prediction saying that within the next two to three years that FlyQuest would become a home, uh, a, what's the terminology? Um, like a, like a, uh, a, a, a at home name brand, name? Uh, yeah, esports uh, organization. household name. Yeah. yeah. Or household name, thank you, yeah. I said FlyQuest in two to three years' time would become a household name. Yeah. We're now entering two, year two of this, so it's a little on the early side of this prediction, but I need to start seeing some steps coming that way for that prediction to come true. And so, for me, that starts with having some top-tier success in some S-tier esports. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a very fair take, um, and hopefully they'll respond. Curly, how about you? Where are you looking to see things go in 2024 i mean to start reiterating what you guys said i want to see like a good showing of success particularly in the lcs but also like i i know the valorants and uh csgo rosters in red are you know they're competitive they've got the drive so i'm hoping that they achieve the success that i feel they deserve um but outside of competition i actually i would like to make sure we've got a really good consistent content uh team for the year especially because we've got powerhouses with avali um and like now that we've got basil under our wing like i think there's a great setup for the future of that and then i also just want to make sure that we hold on to that sustainability factor because it's one of the things i really like about the brand so i want to see how they approach sustainability in the new year um even if we might be gone with the days of the quest I'm sure there's still something about that brand that, you know, would benefit the right. team. But then on top of that, I think uh, just overall, I want to have a fun, stable year where we only go up. <laughs> I know that's a lot to ask for in esports because it's always a roller coaster, no matter who you wrote for, wrote for, root for. But like, root for. you know, just consistency. Let's be consistent. Yeah. Uh. To circle back to something Knox said, you know, looking to see the org, like, really take a step up. If that does not happen, where where do you think the, ch- like, changes would need to be made? Like, wh- where does that start? Um, I mean, Oof. so like I said, I, I did say three, th- three years. Yeah. Two to three years. So, I mean... Now, if there's no progress being made this year at all, and it just looks like it's kind of going downhill, like that's that's rough, right? Um, at that point, you got to have like general managers looked at for both all all the esports, um, and then at a certain point, I mean, and 
to be fair, Papa Smithy puts this on himself all the time too, but he, he, he says most of the weight belongs on my shoulders. You have to look at Papa Smithy and say, hey, you're the chief gaming officer of FlyQuest. You're in charge of this stuff. You, you yourself put yourself out there. You want to be the face of this uh, brand as the guy who's kind of putting it all be together behind the scenes? Like, you got to take the ownership for when you have your failures too. So I would say most of the general managers for each of the respective esports and then Papa Smithy would be the one if, like, things are just not coming together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you have to... Uh, obviously, leadership, you know, is where you point to things, you know, first. Um, so, uh, in that sense, in 2024, I am looking for FlyQuest leadership to step up. I'm yeah. looking for them to, you know, for there to be a renewed sense of accountability and, hey, you know, we're in charge and that means that, you know, you know, we'll answer to you, fans, if, you know, things don't go the way you or we want. Because um, at the end of the day, they want the same thing that we want, which is for the org to succeed, for the team to win some LCS titles, for JMOC and Kodoran to, you know, slam Smash events, for all our Fly Fighters players to win, for Fly Red to, Fly Red to move on up in the CSGO scene, for Fly Red Valorant to make it to Game Changers, you know, finals and things like that. Like, they want these things. It's not like they don't want these things, but I want to see, yeah, renewed accountability that, like, hey, they have control over these things. And, you know, especially in this esports winter, I hate, I actually hate that phrase now. Everyone's over (laughs) To be fair, you've kind of said it a lot tonight. I've I've said it a lot. That's why I'm hating on it now. Um... I mean, besides like, okay, cool, you've got great content. The one thing that can really keep your org afloat is success. Is winning. You got, you have to, like, winning is the number one thing that will drive fans, that will drive revenue. Um, you know, you can have fantastic content. Dignitas last season actually had decent content. But the team was bad. So it didn't really matter. Like, did their views go way up? Yeah, that's awesome. But, like, earning, you know, extra five to 10,000 views per video is not going to offset the crazy costs that you have. So what do you have to do? You got to win. Mm-hmm. So It definitely helps with the retention problem. It, it helps with the retention problem. True. true, true, true so true. I want to see us win. I want to see us retain fans bring in new fans and keep them around. And uh, I think from there, that's a great goal to set for 2024. I have one final, and this one's a big stretch, but one final thing on my wish list for 2024. Mm. Pick up the championship Valorant team from Evil Geniuses, please. Please, <laughs> at least get Potter and Demon 1 and a few of the other players, at the very least. Please. There are some uh, there are some opportunities in the scene. Uh, that, is, that is for sure. Two Valorant teams? Yes, please. Would not, would not be opposed. Would not be opposed. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's about all that we have to discuss tonight. Um, I don't have any other topics unless you guys have anything you wanted to hit on. Otherwise, we'll close this dog out. Uh, I think think we've uh, kind of wrapped everything up nice and neat. There we go. All right. Put put a bow on it. Holidays are around the corner. The holidays are here. Uh, And much like Santa, we're going to sneak out of the room uh, when no one's looking. Uh, We've dropped our podcast gift off and now we're going to go back on up the chimney so all i've got to say to that is thank you everyone for tuning into this season of flight check 28 episodes uh we had a long hiatus in september and october uh which busy time frame busy to time be fair. frame uh i'll be sitting down over the next few weeks rummaging through my brain as to what improvements and uh things we can bring to the table for season four uh i know curly will be hard at work on some new graphics 
Uh, <laughs> I uh, guess probably. I am. Uh, I guess he is. <laughs> uh, or maybe maybe I'll make something. Who knows? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a great year. Uh, I I love doing this show. I love doing it with these guys. Uh, and so I'll just say thank you from us to everyone who has tuned in all all year, all season. Uh, everyone who's dropped a follow, dropped a sub, subbed on YouTube, followed the show on Spotify, all these things. Uh, you know, it's a small, tight knit little community that we've built here, and it's great. And we love seeing the same names come back every week uh, into the Twitch chat, on the YouTube comments. Uh, and elsewhere it's a pretty quality community too yeah i, I like this community yeah, yeah and uh in the flight check discord as well uh which you can join to stay in touch with us all holiday season long uh and discuss your presence esports news uh and uh curly's food postings uh as well as what movies uh nox is going to see because he's been seeing a lot of movies lately so actually well i'll, I'll drop one last thing so th- this whole year I've recorded every single movie and TV show that I have completed, and so I'm going to drop. I'm going to drop the list at the uh, at New Year's or on New Year's Day, like full like full ratings and everything. Like, no, no, not not ratings. Just everything okay. I saw. All right, all right. That'll be good. I like it. I'm excited. Uh, I I will need like a top five list or something like that. Though. Okay, I can I can do like a top five. Yeah, I can yeah, definitely make a top I'm five. Need a top five. I could do a top five of things I watch this year. I don't think I watch as much as Knox, but I could do a top five. Yeah, I mean, my top five would probably be the five movies I watched. So you know, uh, <laughs> I, I can count on all my on my all five of my fingers. Now, all if, the if we're I keeping saw, it to so, movies, perfect. I think what did I see like three? So that's not a lot. Yeah, you you guys are not movie watchers. I'm uh, not big ones. I, I I haven't gone to the theater in a hot minute. I I like watching movies. Actually, I you know I just saw The Boy and the Heron, and I just saw. Um, the new Hunger Games movie a month ago, so I'm getting back on my kick. But like for most of the year, wasn't really on it. Oh, okay, I, I will say the the list is not just movies in like theaters. It's like every new movie I saw. Period. Oh, okay. In that oh, okay, case, okay, okay. I've got options. Okay, is it new movies or like repeat movies? No, new movies. Movies I haven't seen before. Okay, then f- then fair play, fair play, fair play. I will say the last movie I saw in theaters was Oppenheimer. So yeah. that, that tells you how often, how often yeah, I, go been a hot All I'm saying how is how often I, I go to the theater. I watched Bullet Train for the first time this year. Oh, that was Yo, something. that's such that a good movie. I need to finish that's that. I got like 20 movie. minutes into that movie, uh, and I was enjoying it, but I didn't finish oh, it. Oh, you got to sit down. Oh, you got to finish experience. it, Sandy. It's right. so good. Uh, yeah, actually, Sandy, because you didn't finish it, that's a real diesel movie. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Sure. That's just very diesel of you. Very, very diesel of me. Uh, I, I <laughs> uh, well, speaking of top fives, uh, the top four uh, Twitter accounts you should be following uh, is the show at Flight Check Crew, myself at Santos DB, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's, and Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Uh, if you missed any part of the episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. And we'll get the audio up on Spotify later this week. If you're watching or listening to those and would like to catch the show live, we will not be having shows for the next two Mondays because it'll be Christmas and New Year's Day, respectively. Be with your loved ones instead of us, uh, as we will be with our loved ones. But absolutely, we'll be back January 8th, Season 4, Episode 1, Season Premiere. So if you'd like to catch that show live, we'll be broadcasting the episode on Monday night, probably at 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time, right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew. Uh, Curly, any final notes, shoutouts, or plugs before we wrap up? Um, really, I just want to thank you guys and our nice little community for just a wonderful year of podcasting. We've gone through all the ups and downs of FlyQuest 2023 together, and I've enjoyed uh, I've enjoyed being able to talk about it with you guys. So I'm very happy that we get to do this, and I'm looking forward to the little break yeah. and getting a nice refresh before we hop into 2024, which uh, I think some big things are going to be coming. So shout out, um, particularly in this case, shout out to Numi, the community manager for FlyQuest, 
who has been helping me establish some very cool connections for the upsetting, upcoming season. Nice. Uh, Knox, how about you? Um, I've got a couple really fast. Um, first, I do want to give a shout out to J Mook. Um, go give him some love. His father passed away recently and he's been having a rough time. So if you see him on Twitter or something, give him a like, give him a little, some love in the comments, whatever you want to do. Um, two, uh, shout out to my best woman who just got hired and I know she's in the chat right now. So props to who? Props to her. She's now officially a lawyer, working a lawyer job. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out to uh, one of my groomsmen. Uh, he's a reporter for the San Antonio Spurs. It's his birthday today. Um, nice. So sh- happy birthday to him. Shout out to my wife because she's my wife and she's awesome. <laughs> um, shout out to me because I hit the high score on 8-bit in TFT, and that's, supposed- that's supposedly very rare and hard to do. So nice. pat on the back for myself. And then lastly, 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 lastly. Thank you to the community. You guys are awesome. You guys are one of the highest quality communities that there is. Um, I love interacting with every each and every one of you. Um, you guys are part of the reason why I love doing this. On top of, obviously, Sandy and Curly, you guys are awesome. I love y'all. Um, but, yeah, it's just been it's, – as many as much of a roller coaster as this year has been, it's never yeah. stopped being fun doing this with everyone. Right. So, yeah. thank you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Take it away, Sandy. Yeah, for me – uh, not much to say. Um, I already said my piece earlier. Uh, so my shout out is going to be, uh, myself for not finishing last in my, uh, fantasy football league, where if you finish last, uh, you do the rest of the league names your team the next season for the whole season. So they can, you know, make it whatever they want. Uh, I successfully, uh, won my game this week so i will be playing for at least uh ninth tenth place uh later on this season so i escaped i am not last place uh shout out to jared goff uh for throwing a career high five touchdowns um nice coming in just in the nick of time other than that we'll be back in january as we preview and power rank and everything else for LCS 2024. So for now, and the final time this season, stay safe out there. Don't forget to hit the head on the nail. And we'll see you all next year. Adios, everybody. Have a good one, guys. Have a happy new year and a happy holiday. Stay safe. Peace, y'all.